I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Christmas wrestle me, Pete. Yay! I didn't press record, so Mark had two cracks at that, and I the did. second one was much better. <laughs> it was. The first one was rubbish. And I <laughs> pretended I was annoyed. Oh, this is really unprofessional. <laughs> Actually, quite a lot better. Yeah. Hey. Merry Christmas, Mark. Merry Christmas, Pete. It's, Merry it's, Christmas, wrestle me. It's quite a long way from Christmas yet. It is, yeah. But we're doing a super special thing for everybody's Christmas. Yeah. If you think you haven't been treated fairly by Santa in the past, we're helping him out this week. We're like little elves. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be delivering some disgusting wrestling contact. <laughs> if only you weren't, <laughs> you was not recording. There's no way of saying that to make sense. Content. If only you were not, still still not recording. This is the first of six shows we've recorded. <laughs> in one session. Yeah. So, uh, the conceit is, it's Christmas. Yep. You need something to listen to, because mm-hmm. you're going to be running around, going to see family and stuff, and you need something that's offensive enough uh, that's going to um, sicken everyone in your car. Exactly. Or on your um, commute. Something that you can only listen to on your own. And yes. when a family member comes over and says, hey, mm, yeah. what are you listening to, Radiohead? Yeah. You guaranteed, can... guaranteed we will start talking about blood and guts and boobies. Absolutely. Something you, absolutely fat. It's like playing like a Japanese video game. <laughs> you can be out in the wilds of a magical land. As soon as someone comes in the room, tits appear. Absolutely. It's, and it's embarrassing. Let's hope that dad isn't listening right now because <laughs> I'm saying welcome to our podcast about bumming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've chosen a, a big selection of matches. Mm. Um, and I say we, mm. I mean that in the, in the big community sense. Wow. Uh, I threw this open to Twitter. So I picked what, six key matches. <laughs> Matches. They voted Noel Edmonds out the, the jungle, <laughs> Mark. They can't be trusted. I mean, I'd go for Brexit first. But, <laughs> um, but I thought it would be helpful for me to see what people wanted us to watch. Yes. Uh, and so I think half of the different things that we're going to be talking about over the Christmas period are mm. things that people on Twitter have suggested. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and there's some great choices as well. Mm. We've, we've watched a lot of matches to prepare for this. We've, we're doing some in a block. Mm. And a uh, really good variety. But oh, all really? enjoyed today. All of them have been good. Yes. It's really nice. You cut out all of the chaff and it's just (laughs) good stuff, really bad stuff, Mm. and weird stuff. Yes. Couldn't be happier. Perfect. 
Perfect. Well, we're going to kick off with with the first show. You're going to be getting one of these every two days, uh, guaranteed over the Christmas period, beginning on the 10th of, uh, of December. So that's pretty exciting, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. I mean, great. this is the 10th of December now, so you're if listening you're, to it now. If you're one of those people who goes on iTunes and complains that we've messed around with the format... Well, it's too short. Do, do it over very, three episodes. It's not good enough. momentum between the... Um, <laughs> then then <laughs> this is not for you. You're best off just, just simply, simply dying. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it is better than everything Muddy Knees puts out, but I mean, still. <laughs> so, I mean, beggars can be chosen, as it turns out. Yeah, if I know you're you're very keen on this. Please just just keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> okay, no, that's you're more than welcome to say them, so long as you're not putting them online. Yeah. <laughs> or, or if you are putting them online, they better be positive. Yeah. Or we're going to send Terry Funk around your house, and he's got a baseball bat with barbed wire on it. We're going to send the ghost of Junkyard Dog to your house at Christmas time. Yes, and he's, he's going to come you. out of the chimney and he's going to bum your mum. <laughs> right. <laughs> what an image. <laughs> so uh, I, I chose this, this first one. Okay. And the reason I chose this first one is I find it a fascinating uh, match mm. because it's, it's a really early shoot match. Yes. And a lot of shoot matches are questioned. So things like the Montreal Screwjob, mm. where that has a sort of shoot finish. Mm. People don't know who's in on it and who's not. Yeah. This is a professional wrestling match yeah. that turns very quickly into a shoot. <laughs> yeah. It's only six minutes long. It's over quickly, isn't it? It really is. And it's from 19, I think, 77? Mm. 1973, maybe. It's 1977. at uh, December the 8th. A pre-Christmas treat. Christmas! Uh, everyone at Tokyo's celebrated Sumo Hall, where they've seen some <laughs> of the, the finest battlers for generations yep. Chuck and Shark about and two fat blokes hitting each other and that and now <laughs> 9,000 fans get to see this yeah it's Antonio Inoki versus the great Antonio yeah kind of confusing they're both, they're both called Antonio it is Antonio Inoki strange sort of thing huge Japanese mm. uh, superstar not just within wrestling yeah. uh, but in popular culture mm. I mean he became a, a senator that was the level of his fame yeah. uh, he was very much a, uh, a student of Ricky Dozan and Ricky Dozan often after the war had become the first real celebrated Japanese hero mm. that everyone could get about for the first time because obviously in, in the post-war era Japan were very much on their knees they were you know all the things that they knew the emperor the army they'd mm. all been crushed and then yeah. you have Ricky Dozan come along and there's someone who is defeating these great big American superstars mm. and he becomes a national hero only after his death is it discovered that he's actually Korean uh, which would have been <laughs> a bit of a no-no Antonio Inoki and Gre- they have never seen an interview with him. Presumably, you, you can't hide a Korean accent when you're doing Japanese. I don't know. I think maybe yeah. he did hide that quite well. Right, okay. Um, well he, done. He, um, uh, Ricky Dozan also had a, a tragic end, so mm. he was a huge, huge star. Uh, he ended up falling foul of what they believe was probably the Yakuza. Mm. Uh, it's, there's different rumours about why, why that was, but uh, the long and the short of it is someone stabbed him in a nightclub uh, in the stomach, and he carried on partying. The bloke was thrown out, and he carried on partying. What he didn't know is the bloke had urinated on the knife ah. and uh, it gave him a massive uh, infection and he died within a couple of weeks. Wow. The guy who stabbed him was actually charged with manslaughter and he only served seven years. Mm. Uh, but he apologised uh, when he came out of prison and he, I believe he called the children of Ricky Dozan every Christmas to apologise for wow. murdering their father. Okay. He did lots of pilgrimages to the grave. Um, but the two sort of big stars after the era of Ricky Dozan mm. are Antonio Inoki and Giant Baba. 
And right. they are a combination, both of them, of Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. Right. They are promoters of the two big federations, All Japan and New Japan, and they are also the big stars. With big chins. Huge They've chin. both got big faces and big chins. They do. I mean, Giant Baba is not a very good wrestler. <laughs> Never was. But the Japanese loved him. Mm. He also booked himself to win all the time. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that helps. Yeah, he's, you know, he's uh, been thrown down your throat. Yeah, <laughs> but Inoki was, was, you know, the real deal. Mm. He probably would have been a star anywhere in the world had he been born in that part of the world. He yeah. was just a, a, a good athlete. He's a good pro wrestler. Um, he's made it into the WWE Hall of Fame. He is still alive. He lives in New York. And he He's converted to Islam. Yes, because so he, he, he became a, a senator and he, as well, he was a very big uh, politician and he negotiated for a lot of uh, the Iraqi... He did, uh, yeah. The, uh, the Iraqi um, hostages. Uh, hostages. He also, didn't he plan that North Korean match as well? Uh, he did, yes, he was involved, collision in Korea. And he was hoping to repeat that same success with releasing them with um, North Korean uh, Japanese uh, prisoners as well. Which That's is quite right. He also got in, he, he got quite a lot of like, national, uh, worldwide press mm. because he wanted uh, files about UFOs released right, and okay. uh, I mean uh, that's a you know you got a little bit then, wacky then he kicked Muhammad Ali in the leg until well, he lost his career the interesting thing is now <laughs> this is this is in 1976 uh, Inoki books a match with Muhammad Ali mm. and Muhammad Ali has a long history with wrestling mm. his whole patter is taken from and people argue about who it's from most likely Gorgeous George mm. Dusty Rhodes always said it was taken yeah. from him but I think timing doesn't quite work out <laughs> and uh, uh, Muhammad Ali uh, and Inoki had signed to do a worked match mm. with boxer versus wrestler which was something that happened quite a lot in Japan it was always seen Japanese wrestling as being much more legitimate yeah. um, they came from sort of proper sporting backgrounds you had mm. a lot of Olympians who were heroes you needed to have some you couldn't just be a, a person on the mic yeah. that doesn't fly over there right. um, and so they had a lot of sort of worked shoots mm. and Ali was brought in to fight Inoki, the Japanese national hero. Yeah. And there was a lot of problems with the match. So Ali's crew very quickly began saying, well, what happens if he suddenly starts shooting on you? Mm. Then you're going to look terrible, you're going to lose, you've lost so much worldwide respect, this, this can't happen. Mm. So they brought in some new sort of rules about you couldn't sort of grapple and you couldn't do this, that, the other. Mm. Um, Ali wearing boxing gloves would not have been able to fight him off even if he'd been able to. Mm. And so what happens is you had a 12-round draw, one of the most boring matches you'll ever watch, yeah. where Inoki simply lays on his back and kicks Muhammad Ali's legs. Yeah. The damage that he did to Ali, you, you wouldn't have noticed watching it, but Ali's legs were bleeding. They reckon it took years off Ali's career. Mm, he got like an infection, didn't he? And yeah, he, he always had to recover. have a leg amputated. Yeah. Um, and really, that is seen, uh, arguably, as the genesis of MMA, mm. uh, which is legitimate shoot fighting. And what you have here is a worked match where this is taking place a year after the Ali match. Mm. And you have here a wrestler who is, I think, so bad. He just judges it badly, mm. the great Antonio, mm. that Inoki goes, right, I've had enough. You're not going to dip me about. Mm. I'm going to knock you spark out. <laughs> and that's pretty much what happens. So it's obviously a main event. Mm. Great Antonio had been a, a big attraction, uh, not really just in wrestling, but he was a sort of a carny. Mm. He was like a, a, a strong man. He was born in the former Yugoslavia. He, he served uh, a time in a displaced person's uh, camp during the war. Yeah. Uh, uh, not he never, nice talked, never talked about his wartime experience, so people do believe he was very affected by it. Mm. But he moved to Canada and became a strong man, and he was in the Guinness Book of Records for pulling buses and lifting tree trunks out of the ground and things. And so... 
becoming a spectacle, he went into pro wrestling. Yeah. And he didn't really get booked. Uh, he was illiterate. He was, by all accounts, very eccentric and strange. And he began hosting his own events. He'd do battle royals and he'd win. Eventually, Stu Hart in Calgary noticed he was doing this, brought him in, that he became a bit of a wrestler. So at the time he goes to see Inoki, he has had a bit of experience. Oddly, in 1961, he'd actually had a match against Ricky Dozan. Right. And it had gone exactly the same way. So Antonio had refused to lose. Mm. And Ricky Dozan, in the ring, had slapped him around the head, pushed him out of the ring, and the match had just cancelled. Yeah. Um, the Yakuza apparently then beat Antonio up afterwards mm. quite badly because he ruined this main event. Yeah. So the, the, uh, I started reading up on the, the Yakuza's in, 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 I guess because it's... In, in Japan, everything's a cash business anyway, so people mm. are always attracted to uh, that, that way where there's a lot of people coming through the door and stuff like that. But just the spread of uh, wrestling in in Japan owes a lot, quite literally, to the Yakuza. Because, yeah. I mean, their main sort of income is loan sharkery and, and you know, giving, giving money a, a massive premium. And a lot of the wrestling corporations have been have fallen foul of those rules and, 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 yeah. and gone out of business simply because... Do you know they how, they, how they actually make the money from it? Why? How, how? How? What the Yakuza do is they will buy pretty much all of the tickets right. for the wrestling. Yeah. And then they will go from shop to shop saying, you're quite a big firm, you can buy 100 tickets. Mm. And then those people would give them away in promotions or they'd sell them through the shop. Okay, but that right. was the way that they laundered uh, all of that money. I see. Um, it, it happens not just here in the 70s, not just back in Ricky mm. Dozan's era in the 60s. It happens all the way up to the 2000s. Mm. And the connection between the Yakuza and Japanese wrestling is one of those things that nobody likes to talk about, mm. but which is absolutely hand in hand. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a criminal business. Yeah. Uh, Mick Foley talks about meeting people, you know, who go into dinners with uh, Tiger Jeet Singh, who was a, a big wrestler in the 70s mm. and 80s, but going to a dinner in the 90s uh, where he looked around the table and every single person at this funny dinner he'd been invited to had a missing finger. Ugh. Just a big Yakuza gathering. Wow. Um, the, this match is... Really, I find it fascinating. Mm. What did you think watching it? Um, Were you aware that something had gone weird? Well, I, I, well, the great Antonio wasn't necessarily interested in selling the moves in the first half of the match, no. but he definitely was in the second. <laughs> in the, he was on the floor getting his head stamped on yeah. and going, ow, and his head burst. There was, um, a, so great... there was, there was a definite uh, start to it, which was kind of... It was all started by the great Antonio, wasn't it, really? Like, I mean, it was, it was, he was just misplacing his chops and he was going way too hard. Uh, yeah. And he's just a bit I, shit. I, I think what happens is, <laughs> is I think that I think there's a real problem uh, so just on that point there was a great youtube comment I, mm. uh, underneath this right the one i saw that just said sometimes if you don't sell a move you end up buying it <laughs> 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 and that's what happens to antonio here I, I i think what's interesting about this is i don't think great antonio came in thinking i'll ruin this yeah i think it's a combination of two things i think he came in going i'll do my usual act yeah I don't fat, think he was... fat man. Yeah. Just kind of like... I'm a bit comedy. I'm, I'm massive, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he wasn't bright enough to realise that Inoki was getting angry. Yeah. And I think Inoki was at such a level that to be in a ring with someone doing comedy and then not stopping it, mm. I think Inoki sort of thought that was massively disrespectful and it would hurt him as a performer. Mm. So he had to do something about it. Um, it it's just a classic bit of miscommunication. Mm. But throughout it, 
there's lots of funny bits where Antonio does stuff which is so weird if you know wrestling. Right. You can only go, what were you? Do- what are you doing? Usually, and that's the usually thing when that- there's a lack of communication in my workplace, it doesn't end with a head wound. <laughs> <laughs> so what we have here is a failure to communicate, as that man said in Cold Hand Luke. Yeah. Cool Hand Luke. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. He has a lot of durability. The, I mean, I mean the, it, it is a, a horrific pummeling. And it's hard to know who's who's to blame mm. for it. I, I, I think it, when you know a little about about great Antonio, mm. he is a simple man. <laughs> yes, he is also a shit wrestler. Yeah, and they bring him in, and he does shit wrestling. And Antonio Inoki gets annoyed with his shit wrestling. Yeah, but then there's weird things. So wrestlers always work to the left, right? And Antonio in this match continually puts on like a headlock to the right. Right. And you wouldn't know that if you're just a member of the crowd mm. at this time in 1973, where it was 77, where it all looks, you know, real and mm. legit. But to a wrestling fan, that that is almost like a wrestler is saying to the other wrestler, 
you don't know what's going on. (laughs) I'm doing something specifically weird. (laughs) And so Inoki is just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you doing this? This big gaijin monster doesn't know how to wrestle. Why am I in this ring with him? And so a couple of times Inoki sort of hits him and... Mm. Uh, you know, Antonio will just start, like, banging his belly. Yeah. And going, go, hit me in the me. belly, yeah, hit me in the me. belly. And Inoki hits him once, and then he goes, aha, do it again. And Inoki, <laughs> you can see him go, what the, what the fuck are we doing here? This is not my type of match. Yeah. Mate, a year ago, right, I was beating <laughs> Muhammad Ali. The toughest man in the world. In front of a worldwide audience. <laughs> now, I'm here with a 52-year-old, let's face it, basically homeless man. <laughs> who's slapping his belly, I'm hitting him, and he's going, ho, ho, ho! Right? It's really, really odd. (laughs) So, Inoki just, I think he gives him a few chances, and there's a bit, and it's another match that we're going to be talking about on a later episode, Mm. is another famous Japanese shoot, which is between Akira Maeda and Andre the Giant. And they both have the same thing in them, which is the Japanese wrestler, after it's all got a bit weird yeah. and you know something's going wrong, they throw a drop kick. Right. And there's a funny thing about that because the drop kick is the worst, least likely to injure someone move if you did it in real life. Mm. Imagine being in a fight in a pub and doing a drop kick. Yeah. Now, if it was picture perfect, people would talk about it for years and they yeah. would go, it was the funniest thing. Mm. But they'd always follow it by saying, and then when he was on his back, the bloke <laughs> kicked his teeth out, right? A drop kick has never won anything. No. But each time, in both these matches, the Japanese wrestler does it, and I think it's a way of going, right, I'm going to do you a move that is so obviously fake, if all you, you don't have sell to do, it, yeah, you all don't you sell have to do is go with it. Yeah. And if you go with it, then I'll go, okay. We're back on the page. Don't we're know back, what that back. was about before, <laughs> but we can move on. And they both do it, and both times the other person just goes, rubbish. And when you do that, you go, okay, okay. That's good, because now I know the lay of the land. (laughs) (laughs) But it all seems to stem from... uh, There's that, and then there's also just... Antonio just sort of going at his back, but kind of hitting him across the neck rather than the back, and it's just... Yeah. And and it's connected, because you know the slaps. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Now, uh, Antonio is 52 at this point. Mm. He looks like Rasputin. He looks like um, Topol in Fiddler on the Roof. Mm. Uh, But... Let's not forget, he is a famous strongman. Yeah, he's from Zagreb, (laughs) and he was in an internment camp in the fucking war. Like, he's not to be pissed about with. So I think when uh, when, Anoki goes at him, he's got to finish it. He's got to really hurt him first time, because if he doesn't, he's going to get a fucking moment. Exactly (laughs) that. And I think there's that thing of suddenly you go, okay, so is he just shit? But now he's hitting me really fucking hard. Yeah. So... What's he doing here? Is he trying to shoot on me? Yeah. And it, when he is, you just go, click, that's the moment. Yeah. I'm Antonio Inoki, <laughs> you're going down. And there is something about a fat wrestler. Is It teaches you quite well, actually, this match. Mm. If you're dealing with someone who's big, if you can get them on the floor, yeah. they can't get up quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, then... and their head is knee <laughs> or foot level very quickly. It really is. And if you're springier, lighter, faster... What you can do Angrier. is when they're, when they're lying on the floor in their big yellow pantaloons, like, like a circus elephant that's gravely ill, what you can do is you can kick them in the face until they've knocked them out and then literally stamp on their head ten times in a row. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. You're going to sell that, are you? Yeah. Why aren't you selling it? 
Oh. Are you selling it as head burst? He's <laughs> fast asleep. <laughs> lazy. How, fucking lazy how again. disrespectful okay. can you be? <laughs> I was in the Bad Bears News Go to, to Japan. <laughs> was he? <laughs> he was. He wrestled Tony Curtis. Did he? <laughs> Did he kick <laughs> his fucking <laughs> head in? <laughs> a payday for both of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm married to a woman who's in all the Kurosawa films, I'll have you know. Is she? Yeah, is he? Yeah. Oh. In film as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I recently... I was watching a Seven Samurai the other mm. night. That's good. That's good, isn't it? I like any film that you get an interval in. It breaks in the in the Blu-ray. <laughs> it sort of goes part two coming up. We go. Oh, oh nice! I can, I, I can I, go and have my chicken. I watched. T- <laughs> <laughs> Why are you eating so much chicken at the moment? <laughs> Protein. I want to be strong. Got, I, I noticed Antonio right, fifty-two years old. Yeah, nine years. <laughs> nine nine years. years to be headlining a big show in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. This is, I, I mean, I, I really enjoy this because it's a proper shoot. There's mm. no question about, you know, are, are they in on it? Is it yeah. a, a twist ending? This is someone who is being strange uh, and someone who is just going, right, okay, let's end this. Yeah. Properly thrilling. I'm going to do this with Fidel Castro soon, he says. <laughs> and I meet him, Saddam. I, I, I mean, there are a lot of, uh, uh, th- over the years, obviously, our matchy shoots. And mm. a lot of American wrestlers have always said that Inoki tried to shoot on them. So Bruno Sammartino. Yeah. The uh, the former sort of great big WWF uh, champion of many, right. many years. Too he many said that Inoki tried to shoot on him in a match, but he was able to easily get out of it because yeah. he was a proper wrestler. Mm. Um, a lot of people say this is actually just bullshit, that the mm. Americans like to sort of go, oh, those cunning Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that big thing about, the, you know, they're the great martial artists, but I was slightly better. <laughs> so there's a, a slight sort of thing about that. Um Ox Baker and uh, Killer Kowalski both said the same thing about Inoki. Right. Um, but who knows? Who knows? They, the they, thing didn't, is- they didn't have the shit iron shake to protect them. It comes on at one <laughs> no. point. When, when uh, uh, the great Antonio's getting his head kicked in, the, the, the shit iron shake just runs in. The, the shit iron shake <laughs> is crap. But again, <laughs> like, the, like the Akira Maeda-Andre match, which we're talking yeah. about as well, they both have these managers who mm. I tried to find out who both the managers were. And there is nothing mm. online about who they are. That's mysterious how men. Low down these these guys yeah. are, and both of them realise something's gone wrong, and both of them don't really know what to do. <laughs> no. it's, it's, well, it's really hard to confusing. sort of control. You've basically got it's it's like finding a whale washed up on a beach. You're going, oh, I'm going to explore this with dynamite now. I don't know yeah. how to. Yeah, um, I just I just seen a note here by the way. Um, uh, Anoki did uh, convert to Islam. He changed his name to Mohammed Hussein Inoki. Mm. Strange to sort of take Hussein because he met Saddam Hussein. Yeah, but uh, maybe that was, was part of the deal. Also, a very controversial wrestler in the uh, 2000s called Mohammed Hassan uh, who uh, <laughs> they did a, a very famously uh, bad taste bit where The Undertaker was carried out by a load of hooded men after being garroted by uh, a, a obviously Muslim character they were I doing see. and this went out on Sky Sports 1 with The Undertaker being carried off as if in a sort of terrorist funeral they carried him out like he was a martyr uh, above their heads and that was broadcast on the same night as 7-7 happened on right. Sky 1 and so that really saw the end of that act yeah that was not good and the great Antonio he never wrestled another match so this was his last match he's Mm. 52 he was at the end of a a, a not particularly stellar but quite long career Um, and he seemed to just go back to Montreal where he became a sort of famous eccentric Mm. Um, he obviously was not 
entirely all there. He no. was at best simple, at worst, I think, you know, quite mentally ill. Yeah, he'd like stop buses and then try and pull them down the street and stuff just to enchant people. Uh, he began doing lots of sort of strength challenges as mm. an old man. So he grew his hair into a long plait, mm. which was stiff enough that it was like a golf club. And he challenged Tiger Woods to a match where the prize was $100 million. I don't know where he thought. <laughs> is he stepping up half of that? <laughs> and uh, he told a lot of people he was an extraterrestrial, um, but he became a sort of a, a famous figure around Montreal, this like eccentric local, guy. Kind of like uh, he'd hung street a, hero. You could contact him by contacting one of the many Dunkin' Donuts around, and he'd always turn up in one of those, and he'd get his okay. phone messages that way. Ah. Um, but he began selling little pamphlets about his own life. He became a local hero. Mm. He was voted the, the favourite Montreal oddball of all yeah, time yeah. Uh, in one of their sort of timeout type mm. listings magazines. Um, he also contacted, I think, Boeing to say he was he wanted to pull one of their planes and in return they'd have to give him a private jet that he could use at all times. <laughs> or like a Boeing <laughs> that's 747. That works, that's how it works. I mean, he just, he was clearly not all there. Mm. And once you know that, you sort of understand that maybe he wasn't trying to make the owner of a company look bad. No. He just didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. Or if he did, he just was shit at doing it. Um, <laughs> he died in, uh, in in a grocery store, actually. He collapsed in a um, the aisle of a grocery store. I think he was about 77. Mm. And uh, he was carrying bags. And in those bags were clippings and newspaper columns about him from <gasps> all his through his career. And in there, there were also photographs. And there were photographs of the great Antonio with Pierre Trudeau, Liza Minnelli, Lee Majors, Sophia Loren and Johnny Carson. There was also a letter from uh, Bill Clinton in there. So he was a big star. Mm. By the end, of course, everything has gone terribly wrong. But uh, this remains really his most famous match. Just a, a, an interesting little curio about how people as well, back in those days, you could be odd and strange and yet you could end up headlining a huge show mm. in the middle of Japan. I mm. mean, it just seems absolutely incomprehensible. I mean, it helps that you're, like, seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you could lift a tree with 13 people yeah. on it. I mean, that is it, isn't it? Um, fantastic. Well, I really enjoyed this first Christmas dose of the WrestleMe world. Did you enjoy the bit where the 52-year-old simple man had his head kicked no, in? No, I didn't enjoy you're that bit. You're a monster. Bit. I didn't enjoy that bit. You I know what Santa's bringing you for Christmas? <laughs> Bloodied coal. Ten kicks in the face. <laughs> Bring it on, fat man. I'm ready. <laughs> we'll be back uh, in two days' time. Just two days. Just two days for more Wrestle Me Fun. Wrestle Me Christmas Mark. Wrestle Me Christmas Peter. This is not the title we agreed on, but I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And just to play us out, this is a little recording of the great Antonio. Uh, he was supposed to be uh, a very sweet singer. Oh. And he once almost got a tour with Tiny Tim. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's not i mean if you didn't get the tour with tiny tim god knows what you're like but this is this is the only little bit i've actually been able to find mm. of the great antonio having a croon no Et jour la nuit, je t'attends, oh mon amour. That's a song called Please Stop Kicking Me in the Face. <laughs> <laughs> Next up was there's Tiny Tim.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 